0: hello welcome to the rooted souls podcast my name is becca spirit and i will be your hostess here i am offering you talks on spirituality and self-development that bring you back down to earth bridging the gap between ethereal ideas and mindful realism these talks illuminate the magic in the mundane and facilitate discernment in the far out for a life rooted in wisdom This podcast is for conscious seekers who are just opening up to spirituality and personal growth, or those of you who've been on that journey for a while, and you're realizing that things just are not what they seemed at first, or for those who are anywhere in between. I am so glad you're here. I invite you to either take a walk or sit down and relax with something nice and warm to drink, and just let this wash over you. Take what resonates, leave the rest, and just know that this is my gift to you. I hope that it serves you. I am so glad you're here, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Hello. Today, I have Lorna Stell here with me. We are going to be discussing the wisdom of your body and your inner voice. Lorna is an intuitive healing guide and intuition facilitator based in Salem, Massachusetts. Her specialty is helping empaths and highly sensitive people shift from fear and stress to living from their inner wisdom for more ease, pleasure, and clarity. After a chronic illness flare-up turned spiritual awakening in 2018, Lorna realized she had an inner knowing that wanted to guide her towards vitality and unconditional self-love. It's been a continual journey in that direction ever since. Today, she empowers her clients to deepen their relationship with their intuition so they can release the beliefs, unprocessed emotions, and physical symptoms holding them back from the life they desire. Ultimately, her work is all about love of the self and love of the body. Lorna, I'm so delighted to have you here. Lorna and I met in January of 2020, I was actually giving tarot card readings at a Boston businesswomen event. And I was lucky enough to have Lorna come to my table.
1: Yay. Yeah, well, it's so great to be here. Um, that was, oh gosh, that might've been the only tarot reading I've received in person actually. <laughs> and um, it was a really special time just connecting with you very like synchronistic I think and um yeah we were just talking about like what was that reading and it was actually helping me to release um a lot of resistance I was having at the conception of my current intuitive work um I had a lot of like mind worries and like stories and Like reasons it wasn't going to work and all these things. And you were like helping me to see through all that noise. And I'm I'm still grateful today. (laughs) So thank you.
0: (laughs) You're so welcome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So should I go into the work I'm doing now?
0: Yes, please share with us. I'd love to hear it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So kind of what you helped me to start doing actually (laughs) through releasing that resistance um, is like you said in the bio, like helping my clients to connect really deeply with this inner wisdom that they have. Um, And my journey now has become like, actually it's, I'm doing that alongside my clients. Like it's coming to a place of living from that inner wisdom rather than allowing the conditioning of the thinking mind to guide all of our decisions, listening to all of our fears as truth. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and so ultimately what I found is that the more we listen to our inner wisdom, intuition, inner being, whatever you like to call it, um, that is your source of unconditional love, peace, presence. Oftentimes it's joy. (laughs) Um, And that I've found is a really beautiful place to live life from. Um, And it's great for your nervous system. (laughs) And um, yeah, so the whole journey for me started um, actually with like, well, as you said, a chronic illness flare up and that to me, like what i found is that people living in chronic illness, like their bodies are at a point where it's like, I have to tell you something needs to change and I'm not getting through any other way. And really that's what was happening for me. Like I needed some big changes. um, And I sat with that inner knowing and I've been following that since then and finding more ways to actually have conversations with that inner knowing, um, bringing to it like all of my worries, all of my what ifs, um, all the fears, um, helping it or um, allowing it to help me make decisions, all those things. And I haven't found an area of life yet that it doesn't touch and heal and completely transform um, the more that we allow it. So really the journey is like the allowing part and the trusting part. Um, So that's really the journey that my clients go on with me. Um, So some of them come to me with, with chronic illnesses, like whether they're diagnosed or like more mystery symptoms. Um, Some of them are coming to me with like really active, Minds like a lot of overthinking, uh, perfectionism, analysis, paralysis. Um, and inevitably, all parts of us are connected anyway. So, like, they're probably still experiencing that in their body. It may not be showing up as chronic illness, but when we get down to that place of inner wisdom, we are getting into that really deep truth and seeing through, like, what are actually the lies that I've been believing, (laughs) just because, like. People have told me I should be a certain way, or there are certain things that like just need to be done a certain way based on what, um, you know, the way our parents taught us to be, or the way quote unquote society is. (laughs) Um, so really finding what your own truth is and living from that place. And that is what brings the really deep healing, whether it's for, um, your emotions, your mind, your body, all parts of you. So that's it in a nutshell. (laughs)
0: I find that people come to me with the same issues and I consider myself a self-development junkie. And um, I'm always delighted when I find new tools. It always feels like I've done everything. And then uh, I try something new. So just actually before our call, Lorna walked me through what she calls a vitality activation, which for me, it was a guided intuition exploration. Um, And it was super relaxing and it was really delightful and easy. I think a lot of times I find clients struggle to slow down to hear their inner voice or it feels lonely or just uncharted territory. And what I loved about what you did for me, Lorna, and what you clearly offer your clients is providing a space where just relax, I'll do it for you. And you can just lean into your inner voice, Um, giving people a permission slip to stop doing the work, stop trying to analyze it um, and just let them lie down and you walk them through it. And it was delightful. So thank you for that gift. And thank you for letting me uh, have a little peek into what you do um, with your work. What are some other tools that people you think could do day to day um, to practice using their inner voice moment to moment?
1: Yeah. Well, I love that we got to have that experience together of like that guided um, connection with your intuition, because that's what I do as well. Like I do that solo. um, And it's often, it's funny, like I started out saying like, I need to meditate every morning for however many minutes. And now it's become like little pockets of my day. Like I just feel called to it when um, that resistance comes up or a fear or whatever it is. So in those times, um, what I do, um, actually there's a lot of different ways to connect with your inner voice. Like it can be sitting down and meditating, like having this internal conversation of asking questions, receiving answers. It could also be having that conversation through a journal We can write out those questions and write out the answers as they come. Um, lately, I've started doing this verbally So it's really fun to go out for a very long walk (laughs) sometimes and I'll just like start a voice memo and you know people might think I'm on a phone call, which is totally fine. So I'm speaking those questions and those answers out loud. Um, And another way I think is really fun is just to um, do those things that you notice in daily life where you don't really need your mind for it. So for me, I used to have this really big Like food prepping routine that was like one or two hours a week, just like chopping a bunch of stuff, whatever. And I would notice I would receive all kinds of clarity from my intuition doing that because I wasn't thinking about anything. Um, And it could be other stuff that's creative too. Like if you like to paint, if you like to dance, if you like to um, even, it can just be like connections with other beings. If you like to, lay in the grass, like connect with the trees. If you like to hang out with your cat, like (laughs) um, you can connect with your inner voice um, anytime that your mind isn't active. So the key really is uh, understanding, like practicing the way to quiet your mind. And a lot of, I've heard people say that it's impossible. Um, I don't believe that anymore. and you saw in our experience together, it's as simple as breathing, right? Like, would you say that?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. getting to know the difference between intuition and thought. And, yeah. you know, I've had clients ask me questions like, how do you know if it's intuition or fear? Or, you know, what what is the gut instinct? And, you know, there is so much nuance between a trauma response or, you know, a conditioned idea or an inner knowing and what I, tend to say, and I'm curious what your thought is, is that knowing is gentle, it's peaceful, it's expansive. And even if it's something that we, you know, a reality we don't like, or a fact we don't like, there's an expansiveness to it. It doesn't feel so contractive. It's even if it's bad news, it it feels a lighter, a lighter sensation. Would yeah.
1: you agree? Ooh, I literally got, I was getting like tingles in my arms as you were saying that, which is like, Another for those who are listening, that's a beautiful sign too of like your inner knowing showing up. Um, I would completely agree with that. Like, I've gotten the same question too. Like, um, when we say intuition, sometimes people just like out in the wider world define that many different ways. Um, so, for me, that's why I also throw out like it's your inner being, it's your inner voice, it's your inner wisdom, it's your divine guidance, it's your connection to source. That's the way I see it. So, connecting with that. Um, And like, and you can like test this out, like you don't have to like take my word for it, but what I've found, what all my clients have found is that it's your source again of like unconditional love and presence and peace. And there's often this like joyfulness, just like a peace with all that is no matter what. Um, So our minds might be reeling about, but this is wrong, this is wrong. I don't like this. I'm dissatisfied with this. (laughs) Um, Your inner voice, I'm willing to bet you will never be dissatisfied. And that might sound impossible. Like, it might be like, that doesn't make any sense. And you're right. Like, the inner voice is not logical in the way our minds want it to be. So, I would agree. Like, when your inner knowing is showing up, notice how it feels in your body. Like, it's a very somatic experience. Um, When your intuition tells you, for example, this story is coming up for me. I had a cancer scare during COVID. So so let's talk about that.
0: Wow, yes, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, so I noticed, and this is a really great piece of evidence for me of like what what the mind sounds and feels like, what the intuition sounds and feels like. So what happened for me during COVID was like a lot of people actually, I ended up like traveling away from home and staying with my parents for a while. And for those who don't know, my parents are like many states away from me. So I was like far away from home, Far away from like everything, really. Um, and I remember, just like being in their house and being like, my shoulder feels weird. It was like this, like, weird pinching sensation in the skin of my shoulder. And with my history of chronic illness, it's easy for me to spin out about stuff like that and be like, oh my god, it's all over. <laughs> so, having that sensation, I was just like, what am I going to do about this? And I knew and this was like early on in my practice still like this was 2020 so I wasn't as deep as I am now but I noticed I well yeah the first thing I thought to do is like there's nothing else I can do I'm just gonna ask my inner wisdom about it like I can't go see a doctor right now so I remember laying on the floor of my bedroom and and just asking the question being like is this cancer yes or no and First I heard yes, and I first heard yes, because again, like I wasn't as practiced at the time, but it was such a valuable experience because I could feel the difference when that yes came, it was immediate panic. And so it didn't feel like what we're talking about, this like well of deep peace and like embodied truth. It was like, you know, the answer yes. And then feeling like, oh my God, it's all over. Like, what am I gonna do? Mind spinning out immediately um and I decided okay like I still can't do anything about it right now so I'm gonna breathe and I'm gonna come back to it tomorrow (laughs) so I came back to it tomorrow and I asked the same question and is this cancer yes or no and I heard no and I felt that peace and so some of you could be thinking like well maybe it was peaceful because the answer is no but like again, try it in your own life, see what the difference is. So for me, the answer was no. And I could feel the peace for me. I feel my inner knowing, like in my sacral center in my gut. And so I felt it there and I was like, okay, you know, but like, I still did what I could to like get back home and like have the skin procedure and all that stuff. And it did come back negative. And so that was just Anyway, evidence of like feeling the difference in my body and then having evidence of like, okay, this is trustworthy. And you can still test it over time. Like, what about this? What about this? Um, And over time you start to see in your own practice, like this is trustworthy. It hasn't failed me. And sometimes we get those answers that seem off because there's resistance, because there's a lot of like, sometimes I'll say like there's a strong mind there that's jumping in and interrupting the intuition. Cause we're so conditioned to hear the mind all day, every day. And we're conditioned to think that this is our source of truth. And like, if we think a thought, we believe it. And it takes a lot of practice to feel the truth and believe it <laughs> instead. So that's a little, um, a little like trick of like, you know, ask those yes, no questions, see what they feel like in your body. Um, ask open-ended questions, see what comes up. Um, Those answers can come through in, as you experienced, Becca, it can be words, it can be you see images, you see colors, um, you hear sounds or music, or you see a memory, or um, you feel a body sensation, like I did earlier, those tingles. Um, It could be like, um, yeah, just like a sense of knowing. So pay attention to what comes up when you ask those questions and you breathe and you just allow the answer to come because the mind doesn't know the answer. So it's allowing the mind to take a vacation, have a rest. It's working for you all day long. It deserves a vacation. (laughs) So that's the process my clients learn how to do on their own and I also facilitate it for them in that kind of experience that you had, those vitality activation sessions. Um, But ultimately, like I wanna send my clients out into the world having that connection to themselves, having trust in themselves, in their source and living from that place. Um, cause I, I can't imagine it wouldn't transform the whole world. Right.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. If people trust them, trusted themselves more, uh, we'd be in a very different situation. Um, And that we could go down a whole rabbit hole of of what does trust really look like. But what I want to pick your brain about uh, is, I'll backtrack a little bit. One of the foundational practices I live by and teach is to ask open-ended questions and not look for the answer. Because when we come up with an answer right away, sometimes it's our intuition, but usually we need to give ourselves some space to get that. And immediately the, the gut impulse is to come up with a smart, actual answer, uh, an analytical answer because that's what we were taught in school. That when you're asked a question, you get the answer and it needs to be the right answer or else it's wrong. Um, and intuition isn't always logical, like you, what you touched on. But what I really want to pick your brain about is when there is no question. How do you start to decipher those pings and twangs and strains in the body Um, you know, what wisdom is in the body that might have been labeled as discomfort or disease or, you know, undesirable that could actually just be evidence or information for us in our life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would ask the question, I would say like, what is this intuition? (laughs) Like, I feel, yeah. Like whether it's like, I feel some like contraction in my chest that feels uncomfortable. Like, what is this? Um, and you can even ask, do I need to know what this is? Sometimes the answer is no. You don't need to know. You just need to be with it. Um one thing I've really seen a lot is uh for people who because I've had clients come to me and be like, I don't hear my intuition. Like it's not there. It's not there for me. What do I do? Um, and the answer was it is there for you, but there are sometimes what happens for us is we go through uh, difficult experiences in life. Like we could label them traumas, um, but it could be a really small instance just where you had an emotion and it wasn't allowed to be expressed at the time. So if you think about like, if you've ever had someone tell you like, stop crying, huge, 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 like opportunity for those emotions that like, and emotions are just energy in the body. So it's just, energy that wasn't allowed to move, energy wants to move through your body. Um, I actually had chronic fatigue syndrome for like 16 years. And I really learned this is like, the doctors didn't help me. Like they didn't have anything for me. I'm not saying like, don't see your doctor, but the answer for me was I had to feel, I had to like, let the emotions be expressed. Um, so when it comes to like, I'm feeling these things, oftentimes start with just being with it like yeah we want to label it as good or bad but that's because we're seeing it as a problem and that's like the that's the mind's job right Your mind is really good at what it does which is keeping you safe. Its job is literally to like keep you alive in your body and in your social circles. Um, it's saving you from death every single day like it deserves applause <laughs> and also, Um, sometimes it looks for problems where they don't exist. And so I'm not saying if you're experiencing a lot of discomfort, don't like seek answers for it. But like when clients come to me with chronic illness things, especially like I always say, check in with your inner knowing first, like instead of what a lot of people do is, and I did this too for a long time was like throwing spaghetti at the wall, being like, I've got to listen to this podcast. I've got to read this book. I've got to see this specialist. I've got to try the supplement. And there at no time was there like checking in with the body and with your inner knowing about what is my body asking for what does it actually need in this time um is this even a problem like do I just need to be with it like if you think about um I envision this sometimes like if little me, like five-year-old me came up to me and was like, oh, I'm so scared. I'm so upset. Like someone hurt my feelings. Da Would you be like, you're a problem. Go away. Like, <laughs> I hope not. Right. So it's a balance of like, you can ask where the sensation is coming from, what it means for you, if anything. Um, but ultimately you will need to be with it. And that's why I love like offering my facilitated sessions for people because it provides a safe, finite container for that. You're not just like out floating in the ethers with like, have these scary sensations and don't know what to do with them. Um, ultimately you will be safe. Like your body knows what to do. It's designed to heal itself, but yeah but we don't have to do it alone either. So
0: does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I loved most about that because I do have a strong relationship to my intuition obviously like, you know, that's the work I do too but yeah. to have somebody hold me, um, it, you know, there's nothing bad for me to address because I've, I've done so much work on my own, but also the safety that you know, I could feel with you holding me. And I'm glad you brought up the inner child because the inner dialogue, um, they say usually the inner dialogue starts around age five, seven, um, although they've seen as early as I think, evidence of 18 months um, inner dialogue in children. But, um, you know, so many people have shut down to their intuition, their spiritual capacities, because for one reason or another, they were told it was make-believe, or they were told that it was in their head, or they were told that it was inappropriate and they were scaring other people. Um, and so I think intuition just kind of gets lumped in there with, you know, make-believe. And so as adults, even when it comes up, we decide it's irrelevant or it's just a fleeting nonsense because that's what we were told as children, many of us. Um, And so I think that it's a relearning and it's a muscle to flex. And the more often you do it, the easier it becomes. And I think with the the work that you provide, it's an easy way to start because your health and, you know, it invites out the early voice, right? The inner child, because um, it can be scary if, if you've received those messages early on. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Um, I know I totally experienced that. Like you need to be a certain way in order to be acceptable to other people or be lovable, right, or just to like be worthy. A lot of us have have these like worthiness stories. Um, And that's why like going to your inner voice and your intuition is so, so powerful because it doesn't have that. It's you without your conditioning. So if you can imagine being like, what's the purest form of me? Like, what's that like me that's like the drop in the ocean that is source? Like, <laughs> um, like if you, and this is how like, because one of the things I noticed too, like I did a whole life inventory when I started this work I was like, what am I going to be helping people with? Like, I kind of knew what directions I was being pulled in in general, but I wanted to get more specific. And I looked at what were the deepest and oldest pains of my life and i noticed one of them was self-loathing i hated myself <laughs> and i it's weird to laugh about it now in a way but like i can laugh about it because i don't feel that anymore because i've spent so much time with my inner voice my inner voice doesn't hate me at all like it all the time when i talk to it it's like we, we just love you so much like i just feel it in my body like the other day i was like not even consciously being like let's have a conversation but i was just like Washing dishes in the kitchen, and I could just feel this like love enveloping me. I was just like, "This is just where I live now," you know. And that's what the healing process is—is is just coming back to your truth over and over and over until you start to see how real it is. And again, that's why I talk about like living from that place, because um, it touches everything. If you like think about the parts of your life that you're most unhappy with, whether it's like money or health or business or relationships or like home ask your intuition about it and see what it has to say about that. And over time, you'll see that really transform. Um, And it doesn't have to take a long time either. Like I've had clients come to me like in the middle of a migraine that they've had for three days and it's gone at the end of one session. So I've had like, quote unquote, miracles happen like that. But miracles (laughs) can be really commonplace once we understand like where our truth is.
0: That's where I live. Yeah, And it doesn't mean that I live in a bliss, bliss, nonstop bliss life, but, you know, getting your nervous system regulated, like we kind of touched on a little bit earlier and being able to navigate your cues and navigate challenges allows space for miracles to unfold, whether it's, you know, it, it's not always going to feel happy nonstop, but ease and flow and solutions do show themselves from a place of, of relaxation and peace. And, you know, I actually have, I don't know if I've ever shared this publicly, but I also had chronic illness growing up um, and I was in a lot of pain through my twenties and it led me to getting certified as a coach because I was so determined to figure out how to heal myself that I ended up in a health coaching program specifically to get the information. And it wasn't until I was halfway through the program, I realized I wanted to be a coach. So, you know, I could even look at it that my body got me to coaching because that's truly where I was meant to be. It doesn't always make sense. um, But, you know, I think that our bodies do scream at us until we're willing to listen. And it can become very normal to freak out if there's a sensation that feels painful, if you have a history of illness. And you'd mentioned this earlier that, you know, your shoulder kind of put you on high alert because you've had chronic pain in in the past. And so we can get used to what feels scary to us because of the narrative we have about it. And, you know, as you shared with the story with your client with the migraine, when there's a space to not freak out about it, when there's a space to just be with it, it can shift and change very quickly. But the pattern and habit of contracting in reaction to what seems like an undesirable sensation is very commonplace and can become autopilot for people.
1: Yeah, 100%. I really feel like our, <laughs> in many ways, our quality of life is dictated by how much resistance we have to what we have. Like. <laughs> um, so like I was talking about like the dissatisfactions, so the like all these different things where um, you're just in resistance to what is. Um, it doesn't mean like be okay with it. Like if you're in an abusive relationship and your body's freaking out about it, it doesn't mean be okay with it. It means listen to your body, right? Um, so yeah, I've I've really found like the more, again, we just like be in conversation with that inner knowing the more we can recognize resistance when it's happening and notice that we even have a choice about it. Like, and I, yeah, I've definitely heard, like if you think about when people are aging, it's just like, oh, we're just getting to that age or like everything hurts. It's like, are we? <laughs> can we uh, get curious about that? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's definitely uh, something that I've been considering uh, as well. The narrative of what aging looks like and uh, what lies ahead, especially as a woman um, and starting to challenge those ideas because what we base um, normal on in the society medically is actually quite unhealthy. So finding new, um, a new measurement, a new scale against what, what's possible for our bodies. I definitely have a stand behind that. Yeah.
1: Oh, and that, as you were talking, this is like, again, evidence of intuition. Like (laughs) it reminded me of the last time my husband and I were at the grocery store. Cause we, it's so funny. People comment on what we buy all the time and like 80% at least of what we buy is produce. And it's not because like, I don't know, we're like following some specific thing that somebody said to do. It's just, I really enjoy eating a lot of produce (laughs) and the last time we were like in the checkout lane at the grocery store, the lady in front of us turned around and said, "You guys are gonna live forever eating like that." <laughs> we just like <laughs> afterwards, like he and I just like had to turn to each other and laugh because we're like, "That's not even what it's about." Like we're not um, trying to be invincible or like live forever. We just want to feel good, right? And so, yeah, you just you always have a choice about. Um, how you act on the information that's coming into you. Um, And so sometimes it feels better to not know. And like, that's part of the journey too. Like every part of the journey is okay. So like, if it feels too scary to have those deep conversations with yourself, that's okay. Like maybe the seed is planted today and it comes back around in a year. That's beautiful. So it's not that like, if you're not doing this, you're doing life wrong. It's like, it's just a thing that's possible like see how it feels in your body
0: That's funny that you just said that because I was just gonna say disclaimer if you have illness if you have disease if you have injury if uh, you don't like the way you're aging it's not that anything's wrong with you you're you know bad intuitive or you're doing life wrong uh, we've been heavily conditioned and um, the world is unpredictable and mysterious so nothing is a hundred percent and you know, we can't always know for sure. It's our intuition or our trauma. It's a trial and error, and it's something to you know improve your life and enhance your life. But it's not a replacement of doctors and medicine, um, whether that's allopathic or holistic. But this is just these are tools to add to your basket and to enhance your your relationship to yourself and your body.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah exactly like you're saying like we get to choose our tools and like i've just found this is the most powerful tool for me um because sometimes again like even with mindset we can like throw the spaghetti at the wall and like fall in love with something for like a month and then be like i'm over it (laughs) so for me for whatever reason like this practice has really stuck and again it is a practice you grow over time um but like one thing that's come up for me um, I wanna say like a couple weeks ago was, um, I was getting frustrated with like, I, I didn't even realize I was putting the weight of perfectionism on my inner voice as well. And I was being like, why isn't it answering me in this way? Why isn't it giving me like X, Y, Z kind of instructions about like this thing I wanna do in my business. Um, and I you know asked about that and it was like, the trial and error is play too. Like, um, and that's how you know it's from your inner voice, because my mind would never say that.
0: <laughs> my <laughs> mind would say it
1: has to look this way. It has to be, again, like, logical and quantifiable. Yeah. Um, and it has to be like acceptable to other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, and I was like, oh, I have permission to play. And sometimes that means, quote unquote, like doing something that looks like it wasn't successful or it didn't put me where I wanted to be, but can you connect with your presence even there and see how that feels in your body again? Like, can you come back to peace? So that's, that's what I am just continually coming back to.
0: So would you agree that it's an art, not a science?
1: I think it's both. Yeah. Like there's, there's a process that I teach my clients, like step-by-step, step, here's what you can do. But I always say like, here's the process that has worked for me run with it like run it through your own intuition see what comes up for you you might develop your own process so this is not like um i i doubt i will ever write a textbook for it you know what i mean um and the intuition speaks in its own language to everybody so like if you look at like the different claire senses that's essentially what it is but you know for me like i'll receive body sensations and like seeing images and hearing the words and maybe hearing sounds or music, but I'm not receiving like, um, taste or smell. So like for some people, they might receive that. Um, and people have different combinations. Like, um, yeah, I think of a client who came to me and was like, I don't hear my intuition. It's not here. Um, And it was because they were thinking it had to come through in a certain way. Kind of like I was just talking about like, why is my intuition like making sense? Um, And it was just because it wasn't using words. Like it really wanted to use images for them. And so that's beautiful and perfect. So yeah, so it's both, it's a lot of an art and it's a lot of a science, but it's an individual science. Like it's your own. You don't have to compare it to anyone else's ever. Um, I find the more I compare my own process or my own anything, business, whatever, to anybody else's, the more dissatisfied I am. (laughs) So I often find my intuition is just telling me like, come back here, come back here, come back home. And like, this is where your truth is. It's not outside of you. A lot of us are like looking for the answers outside of us in all those external places. Like again, with like the chronic illness stuff I was talking about before we can do that in any area of life. So the more you come back home, um, and I feel like I'm saying that because your inner voice said that when we, (laughs) when we were talking, it was saying like, oh, you're helping people like come back home. Um, So that was really beautiful. So yeah, I could rant about this for days, but that's, um, that's my rant for now.
0: (laughs) And I just got chills. So um, before I my comment. I just want to run down the clairs for people who don't know. So, clair audience is hearing. Clairvoyance is seeing. And for the hearing, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sound. It can just be words in your head, like your own thoughts. And for clairvoyant, it could be that you actually have hallucinations and visuals. But most often, it's uh, you know images in your mind. Clair cognizance is just a knowing. Clair sentience is a feeling. And then I can't remember the the Claire for scent and taste. Um it was
1: Claire Alliance and Claire Gustance.
0: Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um and I think for um you know people with strong senses like this or highly sensitive people or empaths, the the medicine for feeling free and joyful with it is to practice it, to expand it, to not be at the effect of it. So when we are able to step into it and be curious about it, it's less impactful in in an uncomfortable way. And what I was going to say in response to what you're sharing um, so artfully, (laughs) no pun intended, about the art (laughs) versus science, um, is that I love that you were saying, don't compare it to anybody else, create your own data set, make this be your research. And, um, you know, good scientific studies don't happen in a short amount of time. It's over a long period of time. So let this be your invitation to start your research and let it be, you know, let yourself inform yourself because nobody else knows what, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and your intuition is going to speak kind of like I said earlier, like it's gonna use its own special language for you. Um, Even if let's say like I hear some words and you hear some words, the words are gonna be the words that we individually need based on you know, our life conditioning, based on like any traumas we're holding, it's gonna give us the medicine we need. Um, So yeah, that's what I'd say to that.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Um, This was a rich conversation. I think that people get a lot out of it. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. And um, if people would like to get a hold of Lorna, she has a Facebook group that I will link in the episode description. And you can also subscribe to her email list. In both places, you'll stay in the loop for future free resources and her paid offerings. For those who are ready to go deeper, into developing a relationship with their intuition and long-term healing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lorna.
1: Thank you, my friend.
0: Okay, thank you for listening and becoming part of this community. If you love this episode, I invite you to subscribe, share with someone you think would appreciate it or leave a review. This helps me to learn what resonates with you so I can deliver more of what you want and reach more people who can benefit from this content. If you want to reach me, please feel free to reach out on my website, www.bekkaspirit.com. I would love to hear from you, get any feedback, and know what's on your mind. Until next time, take great care.